0: Well, as we did last week, uh, you weren't here for that, Dan, unfortunately, and you haven't heard mm. the episode yet, but um, I, as I explained, one of the biggest complaints we've had, not complaints, but just suggestions was, mm. uh, we introduce ourselves because, uh, particularly foreign listeners not familiar with the Australian accent, um, get us confused sometimes. They think we
1: all sound the same. Yeah.
0: So. Um, well, that is blatant so racial discrimination. I agree, uh, but since that's what we specialize in, we should probably accommodate them. Yeah, mm. okay, that's fair. So my name is Matt I'm Luke And I'm Johnny Fuckpig
2: <laughs> <laughs> Alright Don't ever try to make me do something seriously It's just not going to happen
1: no, that's fine. No, I think you'll find that even more amusing When you listen
0: to last week's episode Yeah
2: Oh, okay
0: A bit of reverse foreshadowing Yes, <laughs> fair <laughs> enough
1: <laughs> Welcome to Multiple Nerdgasm your destination
0: for all things nerdy.
3: Alright,
2: so it's good to have you back with us, actually. Thank you, good to be back. We, miss, we missed you. I think I was on a jungle island on the day that you recorded, which is why right. I couldn't be part of it. Yeah. That would have been nice. Pretty good yeah. excuse, really. Look, um, it wasn't nice, uh, I'll be honest. I've been to this island five times in the last two weeks. It's um, it's called Pulau Ubin. It is a nice island, but it's very hot and very humid, and, and it's just a jungle. Um, mm. And when you arrive on the island, you have to get there by boat, as you do with most islands, really. Um, mm. It really does look like Jurassic Park. And not only that, but while I was there, I saw the largest lizard I've ever seen. And I don't just mean a big lizard, I'm talking like two metres long lizard.
0: Like a uh, Komodo dragon? Or I, like thought a... It,
2: I thought it was a crocodile. Uh, huh. And... Um, is it was it was small croc sized and it was just it crossed my path wow. and um, I just about wet myself. So, wow. Mm. So maybe I was in Jurassic Park. Maybe I was. <laughs> we can only hope. Yeah. So sorry I couldn't be here, but I was in Jurassic Park.
1: It sounds like you're in the new Jurassic Park though, where they've got all the kinks worked out. Not the old one where it just all goes to shit. You yeah. mean the
2: new one where the velociraptors actually help you and run alongside your bike?
1: Yeah I, th-
0: yeah, I think this is going to be a boring film, to be honest. Like, they've got everything figured out. The park's open. It's just business as usual. I don't know why yeah. they bothered making it, to be honest.
2: I mean, make the actual park if it's all working now. Yeah, why not? Hmm. I'll go and see the yeah. park, but I don't want to watch a movie about nothing going wrong at Jurassic Park. <laughs>
0: That's right. I don't know. Well, I guess we'll, we'll, it remains to be seen. Maybe maybe something interesting will happen. Well, the movie itself
2: remains it. to be seen. Exactly. Um, so.
1: When's so.
0: that
2: out? Is that
1: out September?
2: Oh,
0: uh, it's... Pretty
1: soon, I think. I don't know. July? You're
2: you're just throwing out months
1: now. No, it's June, July, because Lego Jurassic Park comes out soon. Hmm. Oh,
2: really? Lego
1: (laughs) Jurassic Park comes out next month, so it must be June it comes out. Hmm. Okay. I'm going to play the shit out of that.
0: Speaking of wonders of science, we have discussed this before. But uh, I just saw this article today, and it's a, it's a newer article. It's from uh, the 22nd. Mm, um, mm-hmm. And it's about this guy, this uh, Italian surgeon who wants to do a head transplant. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why they keep calling it that. It's not a head transplant. You can't transplant a head. It's a body transplant. <laughs> so well,
2: you're, you're splitting hairs there, Matt.
0: Well, yeah. I not mean, it's really. Like, it's because... half and half, isn't it? No, it's not, because you are your head. <laughs> <laughs> right.
2: Yeah, I you see. I, trans- s- I see your distinction. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so that, that's the issue I take with the wording. But this one is interesting in that um, they should really s- call this an everything but a head transplant. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. So there's a few things about this article that um, that caught my attention. Yeah. Um, yeah. One is that they they somewhat more than the, than previously, as far as I'm aware, they describe uh, kind of how the operation will go. And that is, um, the operation will last about two days. Mm -hmm. First, the patient's head will be cooled down and then removed. It will then be attached to another body. The spinal cords of patient and donor will be cut and the head will be moved across to be fused together. Muscles and blood supply would then be attached and the patient will be left in a coma for about a month to prevent movement. During this time, the spine will be stimulated with electrodes to strengthen nerve connections. So, they're going to kill the person, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then move move his head yes. to a different body.
2: Well, I mean, is there a way to remove a
0: head without killing someone? That's not the I part of this think that so. surprises me, is what I'm saying. Well, this, the thing that surprises me the most about it is... In order to they're saying the head gets cooled down, right? So they're saying, okay, we're going to freeze the head, I guess, yeah. to Not prevent
2: freeze, just
1: cool down. They need to basically slow down the blood supply.
0: Well, they need to stop. Lot. They need to stop brain damage from occurring. I assume, mm-hmm. which is the issue here. Now, if they're able to do that successfully, and transplant this head, well, I'll use their terminology for the sake of it. Mm-hmm. Surely, this can translate to other areas. For example. If I have an illness, um, where you know, uh, so you have say a I'm blood dying disease. of, exactly, then you could just pop my head on another body. Surely, once this is perfected, mm. so um, this is pretty interesting. If you can do it, I, I mean, really, the most terrifying thing is going to be waking up with a different body attached to you.
2: Yeah, I mean, the the president of the American Association of Neurological Surgeons has offered this quote, um, I would not wish this on anyone. I would not allow anyone to do this to me. This is a fate worse than death. Yep. Um, so that's a respected member of the scientific community's opinion here. Um, yep. and, and even even the surgeon himself has, has claimed that this will be, quote, unimaginable consequences. I think he meant it in a good way, but I'm just not <laughs> sure. I mean... At best, we've got Frankenstein shit here. Yeah. And at worst, I don't know what.
1: Um, well, the, the person that they've got who's volunteered for his surgery, um, I don't think he sees it as a fate, worth and death. I think he sees this as his last chance. Yeah, because to... he's dying anyway. So yeah. he
0: figures that I might as well. But I mean...
2: Look, if I'm going to die anyway, I might as well not become a Frankenstein. And I want that to be heard <laughs> by
0: everyone listening. All right. But I might as Just... well does not count here. People have psychological issues having much less than their whole body transplanted. Like, you get a new arm. Yeah. There have been cases where people have had to have their arm removed again and said, I don't want it. I don't want that arm. I'd rather have no arm. Because there's, there's some psychological shit that goes along with it. And, I mean... Just waking up with a different body. Like I said, it's not a head transplant. It's a body (laughs) transplant. And the other thing that bugs me the most about this article is the final paragraph. I'm going to read it out to you. And this is is the surgeon talking. He also said, People are worried the procedure will be confined to the rich. One of the reasons behind the critics is that many wealthy people will want a new head. As they will be the only ones who could afford the surgery. Yeah. Right, um, right. They can't have a new head.
2: This oh. is the surgeon
0: speaking. And no, this but here's this. Me the other
2: thing that he says that's along that. Here we go. We're one step closer to extend life indefinitely because I'll be able to give a new body to an 80 year old that they could live with for another 40 years. Yeah, but the head will be
0: 120. <laughs> that's it right. It doesn't work like that. That's right. So. As soon as the brain begins... Well, I mean, we don't really know what's going to happen, I guess. You know what will happen? if if the person
2: has Alzheimer's? We do know what will happen. Nothing. Because this is (laughs) not possible. There is so (laughs) many millions of little fucking nerve endings that will need to be connected up to the exact right nerve. It will not work.
0: But just the fact that the surgeon himself can't grasp the concept... That yeah. you can't just put a new head on somebody. You are your head. Yeah. Like that's what your brain is. If you get a new head, that means somebody else just has your body. <laughs> like I don't understand how the guy doing the surgery doesn't get quite understand wrong. the concept. Unless, unless he thinks that. I mean, maybe, maybe consciousness doesn't reside in the head. Maybe I'm wrong, but fuck, that's going to be confusing.
1: Now, the one thing I don't
0: understand is
1: they've got the guy who's volunteered to have his head transplanted. Yep. Where's the body coming from? Well, uh, I don't think they've said. But no, because I mean... I've read about this a bit before, and they never talk about where this body's coming from. I think but I read an you... article that
2: said it was coming from people that filled out the form Kickstarter, but didn't pay the money
0: for the <laughs> Mars One. Uh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kickstarter. I mean, it's someone who's died in an accident, perhaps, where the body is still viable. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, he's going to get one from somewhere I assume It's just, uh, this is just really strange And I don't see how it can work And I especially don't based on the fact that the surgeon doesn't seem to understand how the human body works So
2: I think if I want any quality in a surgeon, that's it though, isn't it?
0: Understanding (laughs) of
2: how the human body works
0: Well, I said, maybe we know too much And that's why we've never done it
1: (laughs) I have heard of stories of this being successfully done before uh, with monkeys Yeah, yeah they lived uh, for a day or I'll two stop and you there. died. I will yeah, stop yeah, you there. Yeah, yeah. It
0: couldn't control the body. No. Yeah, I, just, it, I don't it, think
2: it, successfully is the right word yeah. for that.
0: They managed to stop it dying straight away. Yeah, they yeah. attempted <laughs> it and they managed to keep a
2: freak alive for a whole day. Yeah. And if monkeys yeah, could speak English, it would be yelling, "Kill me, kill me now." That's
0: the other thing, right? If if you're able to <laughs> chop someone's head off, put it on a new body, and then Using, um, how does he, how does he, how does it get worded? Oh, the spine will be stimulated with electrodes to strengthen nerve connections, right? Well, why not try that on a paraplegic first? Because yeah. apparently that's a fucking miracle you're able to perform now.
2: Yeah, and look, like, slowing down the bluff, all of that. It's like, yeah, maybe you should work on each of these individual things first that individually could have quite an impact on medical science. Right. And then work on your sci-fi stuff later.
0: Nah, all in. All <laughs> all in. <laughs> why
2: not? Fucking head transplant. I this is going to bring all sorts of uh crazy moral dilemmas though too, isn't it? I mean, Oh exactly, what if, yeah. What if I want my head put on a black person's body? <laughs> you know, what if I want to well, run fast and have an enormous cock, you know? And so I'm like, <laughs> fuck it. Yeah. Head transplant, black body.
0: What if you wake like, what if you what if you're really racist and you wake up and they've done that oh. and you're like, it's been a mistake. Yeah. And they're like, well, nothing we can do now. No.
2: And I'll be like, well, you're wrong because I've seen you do it once. Do it again. Yeah, <laughs> do, do it again. again. <laughs> Could a man's head be put on a woman's body
0: and then would he have to
2: take a 30% pay cut?
0: <laughs> or you just come back after 30 days and you're like, look, it's within the warranty period. I'm just not really not happy with this one. Can I exchange it for something else? <laughs> something a bit musclier, perhaps?
2: Down here? Yeah, this is... Just- <laughs> yeah, this is weird Yeah, because you be like, That's listen, I listen I need the new body, but I'm quite attached to my old penis Could I keep the dick? <laughs> could right. you do a dick transplant onto the yeah. body And then a head transplant yeah. onto the body
0: Look, uh, I'm, 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 I'm happy to be getting a new body But I don't want my wife fucking some other guy So you're going to have to get my dick on this <laughs> yeah. body Will he be able to feel it? The guy whose head used to belong to this cop? <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, we have two years to wait. We do. We do. And speaking of uh of consciousness and uh, and things like that, that kinda brings around to something I wanted to talk about, which is a film that uh, I asked you both to watch yeah. by the name of Chappie. Yeah. And I did. Okay. Alright.
1: In fact I finished it about half an hour ago. I right, got What half did you think of it? <laughs> what um, did you think, Luke? I didn't mind it, but I think They skipped major parts of the story To probably to cut it down Okay Because there's some bits I'm just going How did they jump from that to that Okay And what did you think Dan?
2: Uh, How much time have we got? I just (laughs) We've got plenty of time I am baffled by Blomkamp I'm absolutely fucking baffled by him Because he is such a Such an amazing thinker And he conceptualises these wonderful things but well, he just can't write and direct to save his fucking life. Like, this movie was... I mean, for starters, I, I don't know how he pitched this um, to executives other than maybe saying, have you ever watched that
0: C-3PO from Star Wars was in Robocop? <laughs> like... I tell you, actually, I, I do know a, a sort of how the pitch went. Um, and it was something like, here's a story. Yeah, it's like Robocop... Um, Blah, blah, AI invents, you know, puts it into the body of this this um, robot. Player. And they went, oh, that sounds really good. That's really good. And he's like, right, okay, cool. And now um, one other thing we need to cover. Uh, Guys, come on in. Um, please meet Ninja and Yolandi.
2: Yeah, who will be playing themselves. But and also went, their band exists in the universe because that's the only music yeah. they listen to. And their that's CD right.
0: covers are on the wall. It's fucking baffling. They're even wearing their own T-shirts yeah. some jumpsuits. Yeah, things. I know. yeah. He addressed that somewhat he said and I think this is his ex- explanation is that in in his head the movie actually takes place in a world where they were the band at one point mm-hmm. um, and then so narcissistic that like because they are just they're just their characters yeah. because I mean I mean I believe ninja and Yolandi are their characters in that band like yeah. Yeah. they're not they that's are. not no they're, they're not, not real not. people no they're they're they people portraying those Yes and they're characters.
2: very very rich people portraying right. those fucking squalid people
0: that's right, and so they're basically playing their they, they are their characters from down from the bed yeah sure. in, in the film yeah so I don't know i i I really liked it the film i I can see what people didn't like about it, and they're they're right like it's very flawed, but I really liked it I really enjoyed it. I do have one question, though. Is
1: Sigourney Weaver now typecast? <laughs> yeah. In every single movie I've seen her in lately, she's playing this executive, that sort of single-minded... She's playing the same character now. Yeah. Um, um, Cabin in the Woods. Um, yeah. Even Paul. She played the same character. <laughs>
2: it's true. Yeah, but not it's only true. that, that character was basically also just the character from uh, Blancamp's previous film. There's just always got to be this I know. power-hungry woman. It's just... It's like Blomkamp comes up with great ideas and then just... The dialogue in this movie was like the shit I was writing in high school that I'm now embarrassed to read. Like, (laughs) there's no subtext in his films. It's just every character just says what they're thinking all the time and right from the start, too. And there's this really weird scene where the fucking Dev Patel character says to, to Chappie... I don't want you to do this, I don't want you to do that, and I don't want you to do that. But most importantly, I don't want you to l- listen to people when they tell you you can't do stuff. And it's like,
3: what? <laughs> Is somebody reading this
2: script back with a red pen? Like, it really reeks of a first draft. There are that many plot holes, and th- there's just so much good in this movie, which may- made me so angry that I wasn't enjoying it. Because if a movie's just shit, that's fine. I can watch and enjoy a shit movie. But a movie that is striving to be something better, but that tries in some ways and then just doesn't try in other ways, it's just—it's the worst for me. I can't stand it. Anyway, that's me. <laughs> well, how, where did you stop? At what point did you stop? Oh, I stopped. We're um, going to
0: talk about spoilers, I guess. So maybe. Skip yeah, over it's this fine. If you I, look, seen it, quite no.
2: honestly, here's here's my day. This morning, I, I went. To watch Chappie, and I realized I hadn't downloaded, so I started watching another movie that I had downloaded called Only Lovers Left Alive, the Jim um vampire movie. And I turned yeah, that off so that I could watch Chappie. And after this, <laughs> after this, I'm going to watch the, the second half of Only Lovers Left Alive. Put it that way. That's a good movie. So you can spoil Chappie all you want because, quite honestly, I don't, well, ha- I don't know if I'm going to watch the end.
0: At what point did you stop? Uh, What's they, happening? They're teaching
2: stopped? him to use nunchucks.
0: Did you see where? Did you see with the the car theft stuff and all that? I he's, thought those were the funniest bits. That so was amusing. No, 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 no. When he they teach they teach because you know not like he his maker. Dev, okay, so for listeners who don't know, the, the film is about. Uh, it's set in South Africa. All of his films, all of Neil Blumkamp's films, are set in South Africa, and it's in the near future. And there is a robot police force called. They're called the Scouts, and they uh, kind of take over the dangerous job of of fucking. Upholding the law in in South Africa Because there's all these gangs and stuff Uh, And then the guy who invented the The scouts comes up with an AI uh, And he wants to put it in one of the robots To test it out, but Sigourney Weaver says No, we don't want that, we want these robots Because the police are giving us a lot of money For these robots, we don't want something perfect and smart We want more of these robots, please So we can have more money And so he steals the body of one of the robots uh, Puts... The AI in it. He, still, so it he steals, it steals life, the body of the robot because their security
2: is so lax, you A, can steal a robot. And yeah, I know. B, <laughs> when they realize you have stolen it, they ring you and say, Can you please return that by the end of the day or I'll have to tell your supervisor?
0: I like, there's a few things like that that I know that it sounds silly, but it was kind of made me laugh and I, I didn't, you know, like at least they addressed it. Like, for example, he's clearly shown, like, they make a point of showing him on video camera. Like security camera stealing the robot and and at times bringing him back and like sneaking in and out and just no one gives a fuck. Mm. Like mm-hmm. they make it pretty clear that that this is a this is a real company where no one gives a fuck. Like he's he's clearly captured on video camera stealing equipment, stealing <laughs> fucking robots coming back at one point shot <laughs> and like sneaking the robot in and stuff like that, like all sorts of silly stuff like that. I don't know. I, I felt like it had its tongue in its cheek a lot about that kind of stuff. And um, and so, yeah, he puts the AI in the robot, but then he, he gets kidnapped, or he and the robot get kidnapped by uh, by <laughs> Diane Wood. Um, and they want to make the robot into a gangster robot so that they can um, get enough money to pay back the big drug dealer that they owe money to. And then uh, the advertising made it seem like it was going to be kind of an existential thing about you know, life of robots, and you know, with a, uh, an AI as a human, and that kind of stuff. But it's mostly about Ninja and Yolandi trying to make a gangster robot. Like, yeah, mm. that's mostly what it's about. And yeah, the th- bit that I thought was the funniest is because his maker, the I can't remember his name, character's name now. No, Dev Patel's character. Tell. Um, he tells him you can't hurt people, and you're not allowed, You're not allowed to use guns. You're not allowed to kill people, and you're not allowed to commit crimes. And so Ninja tells him that people keep stealing his cars. And so he needs him to help get him back and teaches him to carjack people. And so it's this, just this hilarious sequence where he's like ripping people out of cars and you're like, you shouldn't steal at them. And like, stealing their cars. It's very funny. I like it. And then later on, they teach him that, because um, he's not allowed to hurt people, they he's not allowed to shoot people, but he doesn't know what a knife is. And so they teach him that knives make people go sleepy time. And um have him stab the security guards uh guarding this armored vehicle and you know, he's yelling, You go to sleep now and like <laughs> stabbing them. I don't know, it just made me laugh. See,
2: like it, it's all very charming and there's this idea of this kind of powerful robot with the mind of a child who's still learning and all that. It's it's a beautiful metaphor, you know, and it's and there's so much and the visuals of this movie are so great as well. Like it's shot immaculately and Mm. This robot is just amazing.
0: Oh. Yeah, the the CG is like, but so, then you've it's got flawless. You've got
2: Hugh Jackman,
0: right? <laughs> yeah, his character was hilarious.
2: And I I couldn't work out like why is an Australian actor doing a fake Australian accent?
1: Yeah, and
2: saying like and saying things like, um, "Oh, he's dumber than he's dumber than a dunny rat," and I was like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know Hugh Jackman doesn't mm. talk like that and I know he knows Australians don't talk like that. I know, but his character
0: was so ridiculous. Like, like pulling the gun in the office and then going, nah, it's just yeah. a prank. His
1: character that's was a, That's another character example. from um, Robocop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
0: And it's it another example of where clearly this is not a world where people care about that kind of stuff. Because yeah, yeah, he pulls the gun on him and then later on, I don't know, did you see the scene where you know he's built that it's basically Ed 209 Ed 209 built He's moose. built Ed 209 The moose Yeah yep. So he's built His his answer to the crime problem Was this giant robot With fucking rocket launchers And it's got giant shears For cutting people in half Which one you, thing I didn't understand Even when he's trying to sell it to the
1: police They're going We don't need this That was one Maybe of my favourite scenes well, I know I did learn He's, that goes, he's, the he's got goes, for an
2: army. He is well over the top it's yeah, so got service-to-air
0: so missiles It's got a uh, bazooka <laughs> the He's
2: like, like what and, do we want that for? <laughs> and this is here to stop petty crimes, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, we've got uh, some bank robberies And he's like, yep, service-to-air missiles <laughs> I don't know I, just, I thought he was pretty funny And then you didn't—you wouldn't have seen the end But he goes fucking psycho at the sure end. I'm sure he does I'm sure he does No, th- <laughs> it's
2: not that I didn't like it I don't want to come across like I don't like it It's just... There's so much to like and so much that I just literally don't get. Like, I just mm. feel like I'm not in on a joke
0: or something. It's definitely not a, you know, it does ask some interesting questions, but it doesn't answer them. Yeah, and, and that's
2: fine. But s- it was, I felt the same watching this as I felt watching Avatar, where I'm like, all mm. of the components
0: to an amazing movie are here. But why isn't this making an amazing movie? Yeah. Because the other thing, I mean, there's stuff in this that would normally piss me off in a film, but I don't know why. For some reason, I didn't mind it in this. Like, for example, you wouldn't have seen this either, I don't think. But later on, Chappie figures out how to transfer consciousness. Right, that's what I was about to bring okay. up because that part that part annoys me because that made no sense. How he just,
1: I can do this now.
0: He he gets there's a, the, the moose, the big the big robot, mm-hmm. Hugh Jackman's robot is controlled via that interface where he puts the helmet on and he controls it with his mind, right? Mm -hmm. So it's a a neural interface. And so Chappie takes one of those interface things, the helmets, Mm. and he hooks it up to a bunch of PlayStation 4s 4s. and and writes (laughs) software that can save state, basically, your consciousness. So it can take an imprint of your consciousness, your, you know, yeah, basically, and save it onto a USB stick. Right? And while he's doing all this, he still thinks that stabbing people just sends them to sleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so later on, he, um, uh, he transfers his consciousness into a new body when he's about to, to, his battery's about to go flat. But not only that, the same device works to transfer humans. And so that, uh, there's two cases where that happens. And uh, normally that would piss me off because that just doesn't make any sense. Like, and first of all, I, I should be clear about that. Transfers human consciousness into one of the robots, <laughs> right? Which, yeah. So, I mean, if it doesn't make any sense. So, if you if you wanted a, if you wanted high, hard sci-fi, this is not it.
1: No. Well, even at one, what, at the start of the movie, they sort of point out he's only got five days worth of power,
0: mm. and
1: mm. they made a point of it at the start, and then never mentioned that again.
0: Oh, they did. They, they mentioned that his battery's fused in and he
1: can't. Yeah, but it. they never. Really, there was no real. Oh my god, he's going to die. Right until the end when yeah he what was. he just did yeah no <laughs> yeah,
2: I, I assumed that was going to be a big part of it was that they've got a, a time yeah. limit on it did that just not really yeah, he does it? no okay no That's no surprising.
1: no it, I mean as long it, as you recharge the your battery you're fine oh
0: no no he he can't recharge the battery no no, the,
1: no but is it in
0: when he transfers to a new robot like it's no oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah right he, his he his body, body in this robot yeah his body is conveniently broken in a way that means that he will die. And therefore, yeah, is it makes it like Blade Runner, <laughs> <laughs>
2: sure, yeah.
1: But the yeah. one thing I didn't quite understand at the end because Yolanda gets shot, yeah, but he's already made a backup of her, yeah, and so they're going to bring her back to life with this backup, but that's not her. Yeah, every other conscious transfer they did it was instantaneous. Well, that that's... body dies, that went there. See,
0: that's another interesting thing, and we're not. I mean, we're not going to solve that. That's an existential problem where. It's like the teleportation thing in um, mm-hmm. in the Prestige, where if you are just a copy, well, you're not the same person, but you would know that you weren't the same person, and so like like yeah, you know, the way and so long as you're the in, one that
2: survives, it doesn't matter.
0: Well, it's like you know a teleporter works in theory yeah. by pulling your body to pieces and then reassembling it on the other end out of the same types of pieces, and then hopefully that's still you. But it might not be, for all we know. The person that was you is dead now. And And if they
2: ever actually invent a teleportation device, it will instantaneously disprove all religion. (laughs) Sure. Instantly. Yeah. And with no argument. With no argument whatsoever. Like, if, if if you can rebuild a human exactly the same and they still have the thoughts of feelings, emotions than than they used to with new particles, then that just means there is no such thing as a soul.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, we know that already, but... Yeah. Because another question uh, along those lines is, if you're... Say you live out a day, right? Yeah. And then you have an accident where you lose the memory of that day. And so as far as you're aware, you wake up the next day... um, and you don't remember the day that happened before at all. It's happened to me so all So you, you, you didn't learn any lessons, but your body, you still experienced that. Are you the same person? Well, there's
2: also an interesting thing. Like when you look at a photo of yourself, um, so if I look at a photo of myself from Sydney, for example, that picture that I took with Terry Smallshoe just before I left. <laughs> yep. Um, is that me? Because that person has never been to Singapore and I live in Singapore.
0: <laughs> sure. So
2: yep. that, that can't be the same person as I am.
0: And the other thing is too, actually, uh, you know, like we're talking transferring consciousness from one body to another. Um, you know, we're saying people have said, oh, you can't do that. And I, I would question whether that's feasible, but I mean, we once a day, most of us uh, are not conscious for, for many hours. Like you go to sleep. Mm. Like, I mean, what the fuck, what happens then? Like, well, not it's only all... that,
2: but every five years, your cells completely replace themselves.
3: Oh, yeah. So okay, you don't have point.
2: any cell in your body except uh, Luke and I do because we have tattoos. Um, but <laughs> they don't replicate. But every every other cell in your body was not there five years ago.
0: Yeah, right. So anyway, Chappie, uh, nine out of ten. <laughs> it doesn't really delve into any of that stuff, but it does touch on it. And, it, it, and in discussions about it online, because uh, I... I don't know, I found it I liked it And I wanted to see what other people thought of it Because I know that it didn't get good reviews But I really enjoyed it And I, I, I mean, I can see why people didn't And I, I do agree It's got some weird shit in it It's not um, I don't know As well thought out as it could have been Yeah, but that's I all know, it I is It's not the weird shit I had a lot that of bothered fun with me it. it just
2: It just Needed to be more thought out As you said And Blomkamp mm. baffles me because District 9 is amazing And District 9 is all those things it's a cool action movie and it's also a think piece and then he pigeonholed himself as to this guy that only makes robots in South Africa movies fine if that's your niche (laughs) and you want it to be that then that's fine because that's really cool but he's proven himself to be a one trick wonder and a one trick pony all all at the same time and it's so weird like when Mm -hmm. you develop a niche and then you can't even stay on track within your own niche that's just I don't
0: know it's worrying well, we'll see how he does with uh, the new alien because that's happening now, apparently. So, look, I'll watch the end of it. I'll watch the end.
2: Maybe, maybe <laughs> right. once Good. I've seen some funny car ceiling stuff, I'll I'll change my tune.
0: All right. Um, the other thing, uh, apparently, I don't know whether this is true or not because, again, I don't know how much is how much of anything is true with these people. But, I mean, Ninja and Yolandi. Um, there were rumours that on set, uh, Ninja in particular. Caused a lot of problems And uh, One of the actors This is true Because I've seen an interview with him um, You know, the guy who played Hippo The guy they owe the money to Yeah, yeah. Uh, He hates him Hates Ninja Right And says that he'll He'll never work with him again And uh, And that When somebody like that Wants to come in and tell him How to do his job uh, He just doesn't have time for him um, Wow mm. And there was also There was an article written That said that the, That they That um, they they were just trying to tell all the actors how to how to act, and and they were um they were saying that they were vegans and they wouldn't eat any of the food, they wouldn't eat with any of the other cast, but then they would go into town and just go like get fish and chips or something, and uh and then so everyone apparently everyone had the shits with them, but then uh, I read another interview with Neil Blomkamp who said that that they got along fine and he 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 was it's his idea to bring them into the film and that you know their friends his wife. And him have dinner with them all the time. Uh and then there was an interview with Ninja that said, No, that's a load of crap, people just kind of latch on to the fact that our characters are are like that. that yeah. They yeah. think they like to, to play that up and say that we're like that, but you know, we get along with everybody and I don't know. I just don't know. I find them interesting. Uh, maybe that's another reason that I like the film is because I just find them interesting.
2: Yeah, I find them interesting too. I mean, I, I have all their albums, and I've uh, they, they work with a lot of great directors on their music videos and stuff. And mm. I, I find I do find them interesting. I just it, it wasn't even that they were bad. They they were perfectly good. They were as good as <laughs> anybody else. Do like they were as good as Sigourney Weaver's terrible performance. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> sure. That's just the thing. It's like. It's like a complex story dumbed down to the point where this reads like a kid's movie, which would be fine, except that the characters constantly say cunt in both English and right. Afrikaans. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. who is this for? <laughs> sure. Matt, tell me it's a parody. And then I'll, you know what I mean?
0: Like, tell me well, that
2: I'm I supposed I, to be thinking I, like
0: this. I think, yeah, I think it's supposed to be more like Robocop than maybe people thought, yeah. you know, like, because Robocop has a lot of these same problems, except it's quite obviously, like... Well, Robocop's a satire in itself. That's what I mean. Mm. So I think maybe this was intended to be more like that than 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 we realise, or people... Yeah. Then, maybe even it, it re- you know, makes yeah. it apparent that it is. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know.
1: Been, I think it should, if it was going
0: down that way, it should have actually gone for it, not... Yeah, you're probably yeah, right. Yeah, that's I, I mean, that's exactly looking right. back on it, the more I think about it, the like I, the, it's the silly bits and the and the fun and the the hijinks that I remember about it fondly. Like thinking about it again, like I, I would watch it again. I really enjoyed it, um, but it's not like I said, it's not a hard sci- science fiction film, and it's not the thought provoking stuff in it that I enjoyed. It's the goofy sure um, characters and the action and the and you know and the funny. The funny stuff. You
2: know? Yeah, yeah, but if they set it I'll up to buy be that like for a that,
0: yeah, but that's what I mean. Yeah. If
2: they set that up. I could have just yeah, went I agree. back and relaxed and watched it instead of kind of making me think at the start that this was going to be something that it wasn't.
0: Yeah, you're probably probably right.
2: I watch the yeah. end.
1: Yeah, watch um, it. even just for Hugh Jackman going crazy and oh, yeah,
2: murdering
0: the action, people. The action right. sequence is pretty good, I think. Well, yeah. I
2: mean, if the one thing that Blomkamp does well, it's action sequences.
0: Yeah, there's some good stuff there.
2: So I assume Jackman's in the fucking mech At the end, is he? Yeah well, This
1: is the weird thing He's not in the mech He controls the mech Right
0: Yeah Also, so- it's a bit funny too Because she goes Because stuff he, he sabotages the scouts Yeah And then things start going haywire And then he goes bursts into the office And he's like Fucking let me, let me, let me use the moose Let me get the moose out This is what I've been waiting for This is, this is, the, this is the moose moment mm-hmm. And so she's like Fine Use the moose To take down that robot Chappie <laughs> And he goes, right. And then just tries to fucking murder everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's great.
2: I do like his mullet.
0: (laughs) It's ridiculous.
2: I do like... They've gone, how do we portray this guy like an absolute fuckwit without having to say anything? I know. He's got a mullet. (laughs) We'll give him a mullet.
1: (laughs) I'm sorry. I think that's another thing they should have committed to a bit more. (laughs) should be more of a mullet. More mullets. More (laughs) mullets. (laughs) Yeah.
2: You've got to have a mullet, get a real one. Well, I suppose Yolande's yeah. got quite a mullet going on.
0: <laughs> yeah, mm. she does. Uh, well, Neil Blomkamp, you're our Geek of the Week. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> oh, the week.
2: H- Hello? Did that cut out, or did I cut out? Did, did you guys even hear that? Where's Matt dead? I, I think Matt went away. Oh, uh, Matt. Hang on, hang on. You're our Geek of oh. the Week every week. Geek of the Week Oh Can you hear me? Too little too late Matt We've moved on
0: Yeah, (laughs) Can you hear me?
2: Yeah we can fucking hear you Now we can Oh
0: what the fuck happened?
2: I don't know But when you finally did kick back in It was kind of at the same point that you left Halfway through the Geek of the Week jingle Which makes (laughs) me think that you've actually lost some time buddy
0: Maybe I did (laughs) <laughs> was What's that weird for
1: here? you too,
2: Luke? <laughs> it was Because It was like No, no, no Stop doing it Stop doing it It's freaking me out I needed to
1: play oh, I through Cut it halfway through and then you disappeared For about 30 seconds And then it came back and finished
2: uh, It was like Oh, man Matt, look at your iPhone What does the time say? What is the exact time? 10-11 <laughs> uh, No, that's what I've got as well
0: so, speaking of science fiction, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's another a big film coming out at the end of the year by the name of Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. That. No, not aware no? of that. No. All right. Well, that's fair enough. Mm. Uh, um, Little indie movie, is it? You s- yeah, yeah. You, you never heard of the Star Wars prequels? The Star Wars? No, I haven't heard of that. No. Okay. Well, that's awkward. Mm. Uh, because uh, I remember, I don't know if you recall, I did interview uh, one of the stars of the prequels uh, some time ago.
2: Oh, JJ um, uh, Binks.
0: That's him. That's him. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> um, well, I managed to secure another exclusive interview. Ooh, ooh, yeah. Um, this time with uh, with an actor by the name of Anakin Skywalker. Oh, yeah. He he is Anakin a Skywalker. Method actor. It's a conceit for the for the purpose of this interview. So it's kind of like
2: Yolondian Ninja. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly. Yeah, so it's it's Anakin Skywalker playing himself.
0: Yeah, exactly. In the Star Wars yeah. movie. So Yeah, exactly. Uh and he agreed to do an interview. Um so uh <laughs> pretty exciting. It, it didn't quite go as planned. Oh. Um but I mean it's probably worth worth playing anyway because um well you you'll see why. Yeah, we'll be the judge. Um Alright, here we go. Mr Skywalker, thanks for joining me.
3: You're shorter than I expected.
0: Well, I'm sitting down. Why? I was going to interview you for the podcast. I understand. Okay. Okay. Um, Please take a seat. Yes. Thanks again for agreeing to be on the show. Um, Could you tell us a little bit about your experience working on the Star Wars prequels? Don't ask me to do that. (laughs) It's like that, is it? Got some stories you could tell us? No. Right. You. You really just. don't want to talk about it? Why are you asking this of me? Well, it's the reason I asked you to come on the show. You said. you said you'd be willing to come on and discuss the Star Wars films, and you said. so. Sorry, what are you. D- don't drink that. Don't worry. No, really, that's Terry's moonshine, and I'm not sure it's good for human consumption. Just. intoxicated. Yeah, I'm sure it is. You. All right. Well, you've drunk the whole bottle. That's just great. He's going to fucking kill me. I want more. You can't have more. Why? Because it's not mine. It's Terry's, and he's a fucking psycho. You can't have any more. It's unfair. What? How old are you? What did you say? You're acting like a spoiled teenager.
2: I've given up trying to argue with you.
0: Get get out of the cupboard. There isn't any more of it in there. Liar! Well, I didn't know it was
2: there. Like I said, it's not mine. If you're suffering as much as I am, please tell me.
0: What? Well, I mean, this isn't the best interview I've ever done, but... It's not fair! (laughs) What are you doing? Don't worry. Don't... pour that on... What? You're covered in it, what are you... What the fuck are you doing? The Jedi turned against me. Don't you turn against me. Why did you say that like it's a question? What are you going to... No, put the lighter down! Don't... Don't do that. I will be the most powerful Jedi ever. What the fuck! You're a fucking psycho. Put the lighter down. Jesus Christ! He's on fire. You underestimate my power. You're a fucking maniac. Shit! I need to. I need to call the fire brigade. I hate you. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Fire department. What? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I'll hold. Yep. I'll hold. Yeah, I'll hold. And that was uh, was Anakin Skywalker. Oh, Matt, you've excelled yourself. (laughs) Star of the the Star Wars Frequels. In in his final interview. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man.
2: I wonder if he's going to the same heaven that that dwarf that I interviewed that set himself alight went to.
0: (laughs) Could be. Could be. I like
2: to think they're together now.
0: Speaking of that, um, we had someone send in... uh, Send in a little picture mm. as part of our Capture a Mystical Creature competition. What? Darcy sent us in a picture of uh, a little guy who was uh, looking for some pets. Yeah. Out in the wild.
2: Oh, yeah, I remember that.
0: Thanks, yeah. Darcy. Yeah, man. Good show. We need more, we need more of them. Um, that was a good catch. It was a good catch. In fact, that's the second pet store
2: midget... Sighting that we've had on this show. The is other it? one, yeah. Was oh right. A staff member of a pet shop. So now we've seen both sides of it. Dwarves buying yeah. pets, dwarves selling pets. <laughs> but we haven't seen a dwarf pet yet. As in an, a dwarf that is the pet of someone. Like a dwarf so, rabbit. So, so listeners <laughs> get onto that. Get onto that.
0: Yeah. If you do happen to see uh, a dwarf or any other mystical creature like a fawn, you know, like Mr. Tumnus, yeah, out, out, uh, you know, maybe he's at um, the Vivid Festival in Sydney. Um, it's getting specific, and you, yeah, well, why not capture a picture of him? Send uh, send it in podcast at multiple com. m nerdgasm on Twitter, multiple nerdgasm on Facebook. Uh, we're on Google Plus somewhere. Um, Cripple4 on Snapchat, send uh, pictures of dicks. I believe you've gotten some dick pics, Luke. Thanks, Behemoth. <laughs> I was going to say, a listener told me that they sent you some dick pics. Is yes, so. right.
1: We've got a couple of dick pics from Behemoth now. Oh,
0: yep, Behemoth? I mean, that yeah. sounds like a big dick. <laughs> yeah.
2: But I want exactly. the opposite. I want dwarf dicks sent to my Snapchat. <laughs> okay, so, Alright, what is your Snapchat? Oh, I don't know. It's probably just my name, isn't it? Let me see. Why does everyone know
0: what they are? I don't even think I have you on Snapchat. Well, mine's just the same as what it is on everything. Everyone, like mine's not hard to find. Listeners, in fact, if you can guess what mine is, send me a snap. Uh, you'll win a prize. I don't know what it is yet, but um, but do it, and then we'll we'll figure it out. Have All you got right, yours, Matt, Dan.
3: Well,
2: I think I just won a prize. As soon as that comes <laughs> through. <laughs>
0: All right, awesome.
2: <laughs> it was the um, easiest prize I've ever had to win.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, not as easy as Luke who entered our big head mode competition the other week. Even though as the first literally the first entry was from Luke. Oh really? So and I was right. <laughs> you got the you got the question right, Luke, you did. Yeah. You were... Other people in I'm Luke's family also got
2: the question right, I noticed. <laughs> yeah, that's true, I wonder how they got the answer. So I didn't
0: um, tell anyone <laughs> No,
2: I just like that we've got listeners And speaking of listeners um, This week it was uh, Comic Con in London And um, Simon, the unofficial fifth member of our podcast Oh yeah, yeah uh, Was there representing a multi orgasm In his uh, I Summon hoodie
0: Yeah So yep.
2: uh, thanks oh. Simon,
0: shout out to you And speaking of I Summon uh, those of you who backed us on the Kickstarter, you'll already have seen it. Uh, we'll have sent the link out. And the rest of you, you'll get to see it soon. I think you get to see it in a week
1: of listening to this
0: episode if you listen to it on the day it gets released. That's right. Otherwise, maybe it's already out. But anyway, yeah. we, we did it. It's, it's ready and uh, you'll have it soon. And uh, just briefly, if if you want to support the show, uh, we don't have another Kickstarter at the moment, but if, if you like the podcast and you'd like to hear us do more segments and more funny things, like interview more Star Wars characters or other s- silly shit like that. Uh, you can back us on Patreon. Um, you can offer to to backers for you know a couple of bucks an episode or something like that. You can set a maximum amount every month and uh, and help support the show. And hmm. we've pledged on there. We'll do we'll do more segments and and more things. I need to fix that up actually. Maybe fix up the reward tiers a bit. Uh, so I'll try and get that done by the time this goes out. And uh, and come on everybody, let's all band together and. Uh, and make us rich. I want to give you guys... I want to give stuff out again.
1: But I, want, I don't want to... I want to get some money back for it first. <laughs> more prizes.
3: So you want to you sell want more stuff. more prizes. But you, you want say. the listeners
0: to pay for it. Well, it's <laughs> expensive to send shit, alright? Yeah, I know. It is. <laughs> it is. Well, speaking of Kickstarter, mm. there were a couple of big Kickstarters lately. And it's it kind of revealed something about Kickstarter, in particular, indie games on Kickstarter mm-hmm. that I mm-hmm. thought was interesting. Um, there was an article on Polygon about it. Um, I don't know if you guys recall, we talked about this Peter Molyneux a bit, yeah. Um, about how he, uh, when they put their game on, Kickstarter, they they lowballed it because yeah. they wanted to just make sure they get some money and then they'd figure it out later. Even though it's not even remotely enough money to make a game. Right, and apparently that's happening a lot. Uh, one example is there's a new game Bloodstain, which is uh, made by the people who made Castlevania, the original 2D Castlevania, um, and they asked for uh, I think what five hundred thousand dollars originally. Um, however, in their defence, they were pretty transparent about it. He said um, they have got publishers ready to give him the the other seven million dollars. Or whatever it takes to actually make the game. Mm. But he had to prove that there was a market for it. Okay. So, okay. Well, the Kickstarter, the $500,000 for the Kickstarter, was was supposed to do that. Except, on the Kickstarter, there's kind of a breakdown of where the money's going to go and all this kind of stuff. And what some of these indies are saying is, uh, when they do shit like inaccurate. this... inaccurate,
3: yeah.
0: Yeah, because basically what they're doing is, they're saying, we can make this big AAA title for $500,000. And so when these indies come on and they want to make a smaller game and they need you need I mean you need money to make a game. Let's yeah. be realistic, people. Yeah. I don't know what the I don't even I don't see what the problem is. People, people want you know ten twenty thousand dollars to make an indie game, and people are questioning them on where the money's going because they think that this game got made for five hundred thousand dollars. It didn't. It cost them. It's going to cost like seven or eight million dollars to make that game. Yeah. And the five hundred thousand dollars on Kickstarter is just to get publisher interest. So mm. when when an indie ty- an indie gets on there and says they need you know 200000 dollars to make a game, don't question them. That's how much it costs. Like, think about how much you get paid, right, a year, and then think about how long it takes to make a game, like a year to two years or whatever, and then do the maths. <laughs> and yeah, and whatever it co- whatever you get paid times two, plus more money because you have to pay for other stuff. That's how much a game costs. Yeah. Like, I don't see what's so difficult about it. Yeah, that's fair. I know, because I've, I've actually backed a few games on
1: Kickstarter, and I have a look at it, and yeah, it might look like they're asking for a lot, but I know they're not.
0: No, because it's, when you think about it, it's a big chunk of time, and and it costs money. Like, yeah. There, like, it's, not, it's
1: money that they need money to live off. That's right. They need to draw a salary so they can pay their rent, buy food and everything. They also need to buy equipment. They might need to get other people to help work on it and hire them. Like it's Yeah, I don't know what people are thinking.
2: Well, here's the thing. Kickstarter is just supposed to be like a platform for pre-sales, right? So it's not supposed to be this kind of weird, magical, elusive thing. It's supposed to be, we're going to make this game. If you all buy it now before we've made it, then we'll have the money to make it. But that's yep. that's not always the nuts and bolts of it, especially if you've got yeah. a studio who's going,
0: "Oh, I'm going to give you seven million dollars." Well, it's not necessarily pre-sale either, because you you on Kickstarter, in theory, you should be paying more than it would cost you to buy the game, because you're also funding the development of the game, yeah. not just the um, you're not just buying the game. Like for example, I mean, we learned a lot with um with i Summon, right? By yeah. the time we got the money from Kickstarter. They took the fees out. By the time we fulfilled all the backer rewards, well, there wasn't any money left. There was literally so,
2: no money left.
0: Yeah, and and if it wasn't for the fact that we already had had you and the skills and <laughs> and the various other skills that we had, we had the ability to make it um, anyway. But we were able to make it better, and we were able to have some cool, um, you know, merch for the for yeah, the backers and get stuff. But it wasn't like and we got pizza. Yeah, yeah, we didn't go out and just spend five hundred bucks on on. No, on, we didn't. You know. A Lamborghini. <laughs> yeah. We didn't even spend 500 bucks on fucking video equipment. We No, that's
2: right. We spent 500 bucks on having a Kickstarter.
0: Yeah, we spent 500 bucks on getting everybody the shit that they asked for in the Kickstarter. Because we were a bit naive about it. It costs money to organize all that shit. Yeah. like, And so, I don't know. Like, There's this indie developer and they, they said they worked out how much it would cost them to make the game full time. And they were like, there's no way people are going to give us that on Kickstarter. They're just going to give us shit about it. Mm -hmm. So what they said was, if we were to do this in our spare time, how much money would we need to buy the licenses and the art assets and all that kind of stuff? Uh, About 10 grand. All right. So they made a Kickstarter for 12 grand because Kickstarter takes a percentage. Yeah. And then still people were like, what do you want so much money for? eh?" Yeah. But here's the thing. Like, fuck off! Don't why? Why? I
2: just don't understand why you would even criticize. If this is not something you want to put money into, don't do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like nobody criticizes the stock market in this way. Like nobody goes, "Why would you buy shares in oil?" Like you just wouldn't do it. You, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. I just don't understand the criticism at all. Just
3: gotta be in his
0: it's video games in particular. It seems like There's something about gamers that just like to fucking whinge. I think the the big companies doing this stuff where they they lowball it so that they get attention yeah. and then they move it onto a publisher to get the real money. I I think Kickstarter needs to do something about it because it is clearly it's causing a problem where people undervalue the, like the what it, the game like how how much it costs to make a game yeah. like if. If we were going to, we, we've talked about making a multiple orgasm video game. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And if, if, if we were going to quit our jobs and work on that, like, I reckon it could take six months to a year, right? And we could make something. Yep. Yep. Right? Not for $10,000. No, no. Like, if I said, we've got 10 grand, guys, quit your jobs, you'd be like, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> That's right. Look, and here's the thing if you pay 30, 50,
2: 80 bucks for a game, right? In the store. All you care about is whether you enjoy the game or not. You never once yeah. ask or have any way of finding out what that game cost. As soon as you know what it costs to make, then suddenly your expectations are skewed by that number. You know, and and I think that sure. that, yeah, is, yeah, that yeah, totally. is damaging. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, I've got this weird but- thing happening right now. It's the same thing with my film. We made a feature film for less than twenty grand, which. Is a lot of money out of your pocket But it's not much money when you're speaking about a feature film And we have half the people giving us the advice of Oh my god, you need to tell everybody that this costs so little So that they, like, take that into consideration When they watch it So that they'll be more impressed by it We have half the people telling us No, 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 you need to tell people you spent a million dollars on this So that they believe you Because that's what it normally costs to make this So that when they buy it off you, that's what they give you Yeah, right, yeah Like fucking knowing the back end of everything it just creates these weird conundrums and i think kickstarter yeah. is just bringing that all out with games especially like who cares yeah. if a game
0: cost half a million bucks did you like the game that's right who fucking cares that's the problem is that you're making you're, you're getting these people who who wanna who get want their fingers in the business like i i mean nerds on the internet clearly are how do we say fickle <laughs> and uh yeah and like they like to meddle <laughs> in things. And so when you give them access to your game like at the front end, like then they're gonna they're gonna be a pain in the ass potentially. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like it's Kickstarter's created this environment where yeah, exactly. People think they know what something costs, but they don't really. Because Again, like people are complaining, oh, why do you need more than two hundred dollars to pay someone to make music for the game? And then for me, that's like well, particularly insulting because yeah. it's like it's a, a, fo- fucking a fucking triple a, a title. Yeah, you want like hours and hours of music, two hundred bucks? Fuck off! Yeah, like yeah. going to get out of bed for two hundred bucks. People got to eat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like you. Like think about how much you make at your job. And then times that by however many people it takes to make the game and how long it took. Yeah. Like yeah. it's not it's not that hard. and add a bit more because you have to buy other stuff. Yeah. Like licenses, and hardware. Distribution. And stuff. Advertising. Yeah. It's Ad- fucking I know, epic. That's what I mean. I don't see how compl- I don't see how it's so complicated. You know people. what? It's not. If you're
2: one of those people, shut up. And you know what? Stop listening to my podcast because it makes me uncomfortable even
1: thinking that you know. Me. <laughs> well here's one thing I don't understand people get upset about how much they're asking for it doesn't matter how much they're asking for what their goal is you look at the level you're prepared to give and go is that worth it for what I'm getting yeah, yeah. that's it I've, I've backed a few games and I've gone $10 yep I think that game is worth $10 I will back that I've seen another that was $20 i have gone don't think that game's worth it I kept my money Yeah, yeah whether they make their goal is nothing to do with what you should be giving
2: yeah right yeah. Look, moving on from irritating stuff about games, Matt, I know you're <laughs> dying to talk about The Witcher 3.
0: <laughs> I am, but uh, mostly I only have more irritating things to mention because uh, Witcher 3 is out. Did save get corrupted? No, no, but uh, Witcher 3 came out and... I haven't had much time to play it, and it turns out that's probably a blessing at this point because it's buggy as hell. There, there are a number of bugs. In particular, uh, I, I know people. Simon, the um, who we mentioned earlier, he, he was playing it, and he mentioned there was a bug where he was mid conversation with with an NPC in the game and died. <laughs> so, and you know so what? There, there's a few bugs. That's life. <laughs> And apparently there's a there's a really bad Xbox One bug. So listeners, if you're playing it on Xbox One, bear this in mind. They might have patched it by the time you hear this. Hopefully they have because it's pretty bad. Um, uh, if you are playing the game and you turn off your Xbox One, you've probably noticed that games kind of save state in memory when you turn the Xbox off. So if you turn the game the Xbox back on and go to immediately start playing again, it just instantly comes back on and you keep playing. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Except I in it this all the time. Yeah. Except in this case. Apparently in in Witcher 3 there's a bug where uh, Once it uh, Recovers in that state um, It loses the ability to save games But it won't tell you that Unless you manually try and save the game So for example uh, You could turn your Xbox back on The game loads up and you go Oh beauty, Uh, keep playing for 7 hours Uh, Oh, better save the game Oh It says it can't save right now For some reason, that's peculiar uh, keep trying. No, no good. Uh, well, it, it, no doubt it auto saved. Uh, mm. No, it didn't.
1: Ah, so, so yeah, you need to either turn off the instant on on your Xbox
0: or actually shut down the game correctly. Yeah. But do you know how to do that, Matt? Uh, how to shut the game down correctly? I mean, yes. you can you can do a hard power off on the Xbox. No, with... there's actually a way you can actually just shut it down. Oh, like with the little uh, menu
1: button? When you go back to the menu button, it takes you back to the home screen. Yeah, if you then hit like the start button on it, yeah. you can actually go quick game type okay. thing. Okay,
0: and that, that solves the issue as well?
1: Yes, because you've actually shut down the game. Okay.
0: Well, yeah. I think it's probably something to do with the way that it, the game opens a session with the operating system to save games or something. Hopefully they'll patch it pretty quickly. It's a pretty serious bug. You know, people, people are losing their shit about it. Ooh. So I've only played about uh, maybe an hour of the game. Uh, And it's saved, so that's good. Um, But another thing people are talking about in relation to Witcher 3 is the um, apparent graphics uh, downgrade that it's received since the original footage was shown. Yeah. Um, And this has happened a couple of times, like it happened with Watch Dogs as well, where the game came out and everyone went, well, that doesn't look like the trailers. Yeah. And... uh, and I thought just before it
1: came out, they came out and said, <clears throat> "This is actually going to be better than well, what we're seeing in trailers." No, nah, wait, which Witcher? Yeah, apparently. See, the w- evidently they already
0: scaled it back on the trailers. That's what I heard. They said uh, they did comment on this. There was a, there's a lot of stuff. A lot of people whinging about it, and there was a lot of blogs posting about it and stuff. And uh, we need to go into it too much. But City Project Red said. As a result of optimization But just before release They came to an agreement on What was the best trade-off For the consoles The Xbox and the PS4 Oh, uh, we're talking about console, not PC No, no, we're talking about both Okay, Because people's complaint mostly is that The PC version, maxed out Looks no better Than the PS4 version Right? Mm. So, so people are upset because the PC version In theory should be able to look better and what they said was they were optimizing everything. They got it to a point where it looked looked and played uh, best, you know, like ratio-wise versus looks versus playability on the consoles and stuff. They locked everything down and then it got released. And what they're gonna do now is um, they're gonna release some performance updates uh, soon. Apparently there's a fix in in for approval on Xbox and, X- and PS4 that should improve a few things. And also the PC users will be able to edit the any files and Increase, you know, the the view distance and all that kind of stuff, and make it look, uh, you know, as fancy as they want. But they're going to have to trade off the potential, you know, issues it might cause, like bugs and stuff like that. So mm. it's just, a, yeah, it's a case of again, people getting all pissy about something. It doesn't matter. The game is fucking amazing. Like, what do you fuck? Who cares how far into the distance you can see? You know, like yeah. Does it really matter that much? The companies are, aren't
1: out there to screw you over. They're trying to give you the best game they can.
0: <laughs> in particular, CD Projekt Red are, like... I mean, to my knowledge, the best for, for you know, keeping people happy and that kind of stuff. And, like I said, as soon as they heard this was a problem, they released a statement saying... No, no, no we'll fix it. We'll fix it. Sorry about that. The uh, In fact, um, as for why they didn't warn gamers that the game's launch day graphics would be inferior to those in trailers... CD Projekt Red's Marcin Iwinski said... Frankly, we didn't think anyone would give a shit
3: (laughs) (laughs) Look, I mean that constantly happens though However,
0: however, feedback on the matter has been touching And we'll do our best to make it up to you (laughs) But if you didn't play it and you're trolling Think twice please Yeah But yeah The fucking game's great Who cares if the fuck You can't see a city in the distance From the same point on the hill that you could see it in the trailer Like what the fuck is wrong with you? Just play the game no <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. I'll play the game When I can see that Fucking city <laughs> No that company Has screwed me over And I take that As a personal affront They need to correct it That's They need fair. to apologise To me personally Then maybe I'll play This <laughs> shitty game
0: That's fair Well I can talk briefly About this book I don't know Yeah, yeah. go For too long Tell and, us about uh, your Little book Maddie. Well, read, I don't know. Are you familiar with the band Behemoth? Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you got sent pictures yeah. of their dicks, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> now, Behemoth is a uh, is a black metal band. Ah, uh, like like damn, we're gonna play some metal. <laughs> is that what you mean? Uh, no, not not quite what no, I right, meant. Okay. Um, they're from Poland, um, and they uh black metal in the you know the the kind of uh, burning churches and mm-hmm. um, oh yeah, yeah. and I'm familiar with it. killing priests kind of black metal. Yeah. Rather than the, um, you know. <laughs> that kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And um, Adam oh, Darski is that. the lead yeah. singer for Behemoth. He's also uh, quite a big celebrity in Poland because he's on The Voice, the <laughs> Polish version of The Voice. <laughs> right. Which he copped a bit of shit for. <laughs> yeah. Being the singer of, yeah. of Behemoth and doing that. Um, he, he has released a book. It's actually a series of interviews with him. Um, With himself Called Confessions of a <laughs> No no Someone else interviewing him <laughs> okay. And to be fair uh, They do ask some good questions and, and when he cops out They they go no no And they They call him on it Yeah It's pretty good uh, It's called Confessions of a Heretic um, He's known for having some extreme views on things I th- And uh, Like the, the foreword in the book is written by Randy Bly from Lamb of God mm-hmm. uh, another An American metal band And he makes the point of saying that Adam is uh, is very opinionated and, and quite uh, quite extreme in his views, and that he feels that maybe he's a bit more extreme than Randy is. Um, but I found it was mostly to do with religion, ah. and uh, I tended to agree with him. Sure. So yeah, uh, I think I think maybe um, it's just that if you're religious, yeah, okay, maybe you would think his views are extreme. Um, for example, he thinks he, you're an idiot. Well, he just he he just thinks it's it's hurtful, harmful, and 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 silly. Yeah. To um. Yeah. yeah. To to you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To to worry about that stuff basically. Yeah. Yeah. And uh yeah, it, but uh it's a it's a pretty cool book. Uh, you don't necessarily have to to like their music. I'm not a huge fan of Behemoth. I do I appreciate what they do, but it's not it's not quite what I'm into. I do like metal, but um, you know. It's not normally what I would listen to, but he, in particular, he's very intelligent, and um, and I think uh, if you're, I guess you know, I would say most of us. I mean, most of us are atheists on this show, are we not? Uh, yeah. Or, or or agnostic, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. Well, I'm a born again Muslim. but word. Um... I'm a Jedi. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I guess uh, maybe it's just um, maybe it's just Americans and, and, and Europeans where you know where Christianity is very heavily embedded, and not and only is that, but, I, but I, I just found it very interesting.
2: I realized recently that Americans aren't even aware that most other countries are secular. Like right. Americans seem to just assume that every country has like a Christian government like they do.
0: Right. Okay.
2: Whereas well, it's really just them, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, in the book, he mentions that he was... They were on a tour in the US and at a big festival in a forest somewhere. And the band that played before them was a Christian band. And the the singer from the band handed their stage manager a Bible and said, can you give this to Adam for me as a joke? And so the stage manager said, oh, I think this uh, this was left for you. And Adam was like... Well, that's fucking inappropriate. Like, it's just silly. Yeah. So uh, he got up on stage. He was a bit annoyed. And he uh, he said, how many of you think this is the word of your God? And then being in America, a lot of people said, well, we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he started ripping pages out of it and throwing it to the crowd and said, well, I'm sorry to tell you that uh, I think it's a load of horse shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, they uh, obviously the crowd was quite divided on that. Uh, And so they integrated that into their performance. And when he went back to Poland and and around Europe, um, he started doing the same thing because it got a reaction. That's what he wanted. He wanted people to question things and talk about things. Um, He said, it's not about just, you know, being a fuckwit to Christians. It's about making people think like, you know, God didn't strike me down. Like, think about that. Yeah. Uh, Except however, in Poland, apparently uh, blasphemy is illegal. And, uh months and months afterwards, he, he actually twice, uh, on separate occasions, had to go to court to defend himself. Um, however, luckily, he was able to argue that it was art. Sure. And that he was he was not attempting to provoke people. He was attempting to um, kind of make people think. Like he wasn't just being a fuckwit. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I just found that the book is very interesting. He's very intelligent. Uh, and also, uh, one of the key points in the book... Um, that he talks about is he he had leukemia, um, which he he battled and came through, and it's just kind of Ooh, about how... <laughs> 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 No, but it's just about because a lot of people, particularly over there, said to him, you know, how what's it like coming going through that and not believing in God, and so he talks about that quite a bit, which I thought I found that interesting as well.
2: So only God.
0: What. He was cancer. Yeah.
1: No, no, no. Just. I'm trying just, to see the. Link. I mean,
0: well, I mean, if you're maybe gonna die, yeah. Uh, he didn't have a safety net. Yeah. If well, you know I'll, I
2: mean. I'll stop you there. We're all gonna die.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think, but maybe not. I mean, not as. I mean, day to day, I'm not constantly wondering if today's gonna be the day. You know what I mean? <laughs> like,
3: oh well, <laughs> because, I mean. <laughs> How's it feel to not be depressed? <laughs> <laughs> what I
0: mean is he he could potentially have gone any day based on the fact that he was very ill yeah. and receiving treatments that could have killed him. Fair enough. So I'll say this though.
2: And I just did um I just did a job for an Islamic T V station, as as the people mm-hmm. on this panel well know. Uh and as a gift to me. On his final day, the client presented me with a beautiful ornate gold leaf leather-bound Koran. Really? Yes, which he wrote in the cover of and thanked me for my contribution. Oh,
1: that's nice.
2: Uh, wow. Um, and the gesture was nice, but I feel very uncomfortable with it on my desk at work, and it's at work because I don't want it in my house. And um <laughs> And somebody at work said, um, why don't you tear it up? Or, you know, set it on fire. And, what? and, and as, as certain I am that there is no God, I'm not certain enough to fucking burn the Quran. <laughs> and so my atheism was tested on that day, let me tell you.
0: Well, here's the thing. It's No matter what you think of it, I'm sure, from what you've described, it's quite a lovely book. Oh, it's beautiful. It, I mean, it's they, absolutely yeah. beautiful. Yeah. So why, why destroy it? No, exactly right. Who cares? Well, I, I
1: just want to know why they went to like destroy Just throw it away. <laughs> give it away. Just, just, like,
0: burn, no, burn it. it. Like,
2: just... That's what you do to books, Luke. <laughs> you burn them. Right.
0: Haven't you read Fahrenheit 451? It's too dangerous, you know
2: what I didn't read it, and you know why I burnt it before I could read it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Is it in english
2: um it's both it's in English and Arabic ah, side by side interesting,
0: yeah that's pretty cool yeah, see that's a that's a weird thing see stuff like that I think a book like that would be would be very interesting and I think quite beautiful, but on the other hand uh I do think that stuff like that contains ideas that are hurtful, yeah and uh, so I, I mean, yeah, I'm talking about that stuff Like for example, churches uh, Particularly old ones Are quite beautiful mm. But also, they kind of represent um, Something I don't really agree with So
2: Yeah you know, I agree with you Matt I'd go further But this is really not the platform Let's take this over to Multiplereligiongasm.com
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't know if this is the funniest, <laughs> uh, funniest <laughs> Last five minutes of the podcast ever I'm sorry guys
1: uh, Alright, well Has anyone been playing any games?
0: I've just been playing more Civ 5.
2: That's all I've been doing.
1: I'm just into Telltale games. Which ones? Oh, you are? Cannot get enough of them now. I've finished... um, I'm up to date on Tales of Borderlands, so I actually went out and The Wolf Among Us. Ah, yeah, 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 I want to play that. And so I've just started playing that one, and that one I am enjoying. Wait wait, a minute, is that the Fable
2: one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I do want to play that, because I did love the Fable comics.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: See, I, I had trouble with that game on my iPad. I couldn't couldn't get into it. oh uh, well, I'm uh, Xbox because you know achievements. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. because you're a whore. Yeah, yep. yep.
1: Uh, fifty nine in Australia now.
0: Oh, I am. Yeah, impressive. Very impressive. Really getting up there. <laughs> cool. So how many? How what is the ratio? What is the the difference? I guess between you and the top.
1: Oh. Between me and the top, it's... Yeah. Uh, just in Australia, I don't care about the world. I'm about 3,000 in the world or something. Right. Um, I'll just check now my leaderboard. <laughs> um, so the top in Australia is something like 800,000 or something. Yeah, 843,000. And yeah, I'm 232,000. Losing. Oh, right.
0: So you're not going to catch up. Too easily. Whoa. I'm
1: not going to catch up to that, but I will get to the top 50 probably within the next month or
2: two. <laughs> Guys top with 50... girlfriends can't make numbers like that. Nope. No.
1: Uh, uh, it is a bit of a struggle now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I'm not keeping up as well as I used to. Yeah.
0: Well, maybe you need to prioritise, Luke.
2: Yeah. And maybe she needs to understand that you need your fucking game time.
1: Yeah dear, yeah. she said she was going to start listening to the podcast, and this this will be the first one. Uh, I know it. It's all. Hey Hannah,
0: how you going? Am I allowed to say her name? Yeah, I think that's okay. Good. <laughs> I
2: don't know if maybe you You mean on the fight. podcast? Anyway, would Luke have a problem with you just, <laughs> just saying her name? Because yeah, that was one general. of the creepiest yeah. things you've ever said. It's all right if I. It's right if I say her name, Luke? Hannah, <laughs> I like the way it rolls around in your mouth.
0: Uh, that's my cousin's name too. So inappropriate. I, well, it's only
3: inappropriate it if inappropriate? you're saying bad stuff <laughs> or
2: yeah, sexy stuff. If you're just talking oh, the way, well, I I, if you're just talking about Hannah the way you should be talking
0: about it I didn't say. It, but you don't know what I'm thinking, Dan.
2: Oh no, you're right. You're right.
3: That's all for this week. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the show. If you enjoyed it, then please subscribe and iTunes to receive episodes automatically.